You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Bears Over Beers. I'm Jeff Perkis, a writer for Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined by EJ Snyder and a special guest today, CJ Wallace. So, EJ, how's it going today? It is just fine by me. I am pumped to talk about a little football, a little film, and of course, as always, a little beer. And our special guest, CJ. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I had to go get a beer uh, because even though the podcast was named uh, Bears Over Beers, uh, I was ill-prepared. (laughs) <laughs> that's okay so, you said you ran to the Seven Eleven that was right next yeah, yeah. to your place and so we are very excited to hear what you were able to secure at a Seven Eleven. but i will start off not that you have ever taken the time to listen to bears over beers in the past but i have a reputation for drinking things that you could probably eat with a spoon <laughs> and today is no different i am bringing on purple monkey dishwater what? from <laughs> It is uh, from Evil Genius Beer Company, and it is a chocolate peanut butter porter. So right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> that is possibly the best name of any beer we've ever had on the show. And that's saying something after a season and a half of, of Bears Over Beers. That's craziness. I can't wait to hear how that thing plays out. CJ, what did you end up with? Uh, I have something very similar in description. It, it, it takes equally as long to describe. It's a Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> Silver bullets. Uh, I've done my uh, I've done my gym research, and it seemed uh, it seemed that was in his hand in every uh, photo that I found so far. Uh, so that seemed to be the the spirit of the day. That is fantastic. Uh, this I is was... method directing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sixteen fluid ounces, by the way. Nice. Oh, excellent. He's getting into character. This is fantastic. I used to work with a guy and I asked him what we were going to drink one day and he looked at me and said, heavies. And I was like, huh? And he pulled out regular Coors, the the yellow can, the banquet banquet beers, beers. right? And I was like, oh, I get it. Heavies. All right, sure. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the ubiquitous Coors Light. Very nice. I too thought of, uh, I, I thought i should get something themed i thought maybe uh, a cougar since uh mcmahon went to byu i thought maybe one of the good beers out of utah although that seems like an oxymoron there actually are some and then i just got lazy and thought i would go right down the middle um of americana and drink a pbr long neck but i would dress it up in my uh neoprene zip up bears koozie that uh fits bottles so uh, it is Americana wrapped in a neoprene bear's koozie, which seemed a, a little McMahon, um, not super McMahon, not not as authentic as CJ's choice, but I think we're in spirit here. You're season ready for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, let's let's get these open and let's get this All going. Right. I uh, I have no idea how long this has been in the back of my fridge. <laughs> to be quite honest, I don't know how long you. it's been in the back. I'm of not sure. Fridge. That is an excellent point. I feel like the Coors Light probably turns over pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, it tends to move a little bit. That's good. That's that's safer than buying a micro brew in the middle of like Kansas on a road trip that's got Definitely. a little dust on it. <laughs> All right, uh, purple monkey dishwater. I will say that I've I've never uh, uh, tasted anything with that description before. Uh, luckily, haven't tasted dishwater, but I imagine that this tastes better than dishwater. So so far, so good. Good for you. I think everybody knows what PBR tastes like, and if they don't, they probably should. And if they don't know what Coors Light tastes like, well, that's yeah. a whole another <laughs> thing. We might have to we might have to question their loyalties. Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh yeah. the champagne of beers yeah. that's something different that's uh that's kevil cool. kill us <laughs> all right so cj we uh we're very excited to find out that there is a jim mcmahon documentary being made and we reached out right away to see if we could talk to somebody about what the heck's going on what this project's all about and so we're very excited to have you on this this sh- episode here um it's called mad mac and i just want you to kind of Tell us what it's all about. Uh, I mean, if anyone deserved a film, uh, uh, he's um, a prime candidate for sure. Uh, I mean, it, it's when you do this job, you just kind of keep your antenna up for whatever sort of story ideas can come around. And uh, I play Super Tech Mobile too on the plane all the time. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I knocked out Randall Cunningham as as the story goes. And uh, and then when Jim came in, it was it was as stupid as that, and I was just like, wow, that would, uh, yeah. And and it's like everything in life, you you just you reach out to somebody on Twitter at one in the morning, and and you kind of forget about it, and you wake up in the morning, and 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 you have a film. Um, and and I couldn't be more honored to uh, to tell it. It's going to be a very interesting uh, experience for starting to shoot. Uh, in a couple of days, and uh, I haven't been this excited to shoot something in in 20 years of doing it. Wow, uh, <laughs> I, I I would not have been able to guess that your entry into Jim McMahon was as the backup <laughs> quarterback to the Eagles on Super Tecmo Bowl. Um, I play it a lot. A lot can happen. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, and, and Cunningham's QB Eagles in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. But he's got yeah. that running speed, so you know who it is. Oh no, it's obviously cunning, yeah, but uh, yeah. but yeah, it's it's QB Eagles. I remember that being yeah, being absolutely. A big thing. Uh, that it's uh, it's sad that you're not the Bears in that game because there's there's some some good Bears too. But uh, what's your what's your relationship to football in general? Where do you come from? There are you uh, uh, you know do you follow the league? Do you follow um, the Canadian Football League back home? What is it that you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I played hockey uh, as is legal law in Canada until I was uh, 16 or 17. Um, and kind of the only days that, that weren't hockey were Sundays. So I wasn't necessarily religious growing up. So football was there. Um, and, and I, at some point, I'm going to have to admit to this. Uh, I started watching football around uh, 1989 and starter jackets were cool at the time. And uh, this, this, <laughs> my best friend's older brother had a starter jacket that had the Buffalo Bills logo on it. And it just, for whatever reason, the design, and it was just like my favorite thing ever. So I became a Bills fan. And you know how that went for the next four years for me as a child. 
um, <laughs> sure. and, and, and the next 25 years as, as, as this continues. So I feel like I have gone through the same suffering as maybe the, the Bears fans have prior to 85. I feel like I've earned it a little bit. Um, but uh, that's going to come out at some point, and, and I don't want to be canceled by Bears fans, so I have to admit to that. Yeah, yeah, my entire dad's side of the family lives in Buffalo, so I I feel your pain. I'm a closet yeah. Bills fan. So. Yeah, 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 it's tough. It, this this year, something might happen, but um, yeah, I just I, I know I'm going to get called on it at some point. Someone's going to look at my Twitter for for more than five seconds and see some <laughs> Jim Kelly strong post or something. And well, I, I have to say that I really like what's going on in Buffalo from a coaching perspective. We will see what happens with Josh Allen this year because. We are in shell shock in Chicago Bears land with Mitchell Trubisky and what happened to him last year. And there are some similarities between those two quarterbacks. And so I'm hoping for your sake and for Bill's fans' sakes that uh, Josh Allen continues that upward trajectory. And uh, you guys have a good year with New England maybe taking a reset year um, so the division might be sitting open for you. And see, that's the kind of that's the the secret nice about this for me is that you know every time Jim won the Super Bowl, it was against the Patriots, and he's got that story about <laughs> Belichick that's that's getting popular again. So I get I get a tiny bit of like a little bit of Patriots, you know, retribution or whatever the right word is to through this <laughs> through this film. I have a slight little edge that I get to throw into the to the objective documentary. Well, let's hear about the Belichick story. Oh well, he. Uh, I mean, he obviously is going to tell it way more entertaining than I will. But um, he he uh, got to Cleveland and and they asked him to uh, basically stay on and mentor. They're going to pay him not to play, and and you know he got to just golf and and do whatever he wanted to do. Um, and uh, as the story goes, uh, they were refusing to pay him and sort of BSing him and. Uh, and and Jim got the general manager in the hallway and, and you know, XYZ happened and all of a sudden someone's been lifted off the ground up against the wall uh, and, and screaming, give me my money and this and that. Um, and uh, I guess he said, uh, let me out of my contract. And, and he he called Belichick a liar and, and it's been uh, sort of catching fire again in, in clickbait articles the last little while. Oh, okay. I did not know that. No. Well, there you go. There's, that there's part of that. And apparently uh, how how it sort of all comes back around is uh, at the uh, pay, uh, the Packers Super Bowl, uh, McMahon was warming up, and apparently Belichick ran by him and said, real Brighton here, huh? Because he didn't like him oh. wearing his sunglasses on, on the uh, 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 sidelines for the Browns or whatever. So, you know, it, it's this snide little comment about his, his eye problem. Right, and so McMahon, the whole idea with the visor and the sunglasses all the time is that he had an eye injury as a, as a kid, and uh, so he had you know particular sensitivity to right. light. Um, but it w- does play as a pretty cool uh, accessory right. uh, that that he's able to have you know on it's all like the time. Robo-com. I always thought that the yeah, I always thought the dark visors were the coolest. Yeah, absolutely. Thing. His football cards looked amazing. It just looked like he was like this X Man or something on there. Right, and you have to have like a special permission from the league to have the dark visors. So, uh, right, it's this you know. Otherwise, I think literally everyone would have them because they're oh, absolutely they're, they're that cool. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so the the documentary is called uh, Mad Mac, and it's called the Memory of Jim McMahon. And so, right, obviously, we are talking. It's a. I would assume that you're you're playing with two different meanings there. One being, you know, just celebrating what is a, a very unique and interesting player. 
um, that probably the league has not seen very many of uh, through through the history of, of the NFL, and right. and also uh, some of the problems that he's had with the injuries that he suffered, particularly the head injuries um, that that he's uh, had through various concussions. And so, right. um, is that going to be a major focus of the documentary? Uh, yeah, I mean, to a certain degree, it's it's. I mean, there's however many documentaries I've found so far in the last X amount of time. You know, doing the the research for this told the same 10 or 15 stories. And I mean, a couple of them we have to tell, and I'm going to try to tell them in different ways or, or get new information on them. But um, it's de- I, I've sort of described it to him like he would be full metal jacket. You know, like there's the first half that's kind of okay. about, you know, the, 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 the one part of the story. And then there's the second half of the story that's sort of the reality that the first half sets up. You know what I mean? Um, let, let me ask you a non-football question. Where do you come down on the second half of Full Metal Jacket? Oh, I'm that's fine. That's an important question. I, I'm a, I'm, <laughs> I dedicated my life 20 years ago to chase Cooper's ghost. I'm, I'm trying to – I'm trying – he's, he's my hero and uh, – or whatever word isn't uh, cringe. Um, but it's just <laughs> – I just look to yeah, – I just – I tend to watch careers more than specific movies and, and – his is uh, what you would want to aspire to. It's still around, and maybe it's only got a gener- generation or two left. But um, it's he's just the attention to detail and 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 all of that. That's a very long answer to say yes. I'm very fine with the second half. Well, I will <laughs> on occasion just watch the first half because I'm a big Vince D'Onofrio fan, and then he, he does what he does, and then it's you know, sure. You may not want to be into the fighting bit if you're just sitting around smoking or something. So. Personally, I'm into it, uh, the whole movie, because this was something I watched with my grandpa, who was a Marine. And so right. he was very impressed with Arlie Ermy in that movie. Right. And he, he's amazing. He would say over and over, he's like, I'm telling you, Jeff, that guy was a Marine. It, or right. he's the best actor I've ever seen in my life. And well, that's the story with him. He, he was, he he was, was the technical yeah. advisor, and then that's he, the he bullied his way story. into being, <laughs> being the, the lead role. Yeah. He was, he was, have you heard that story, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, so I my think... grandpa died in 1999. And, um, you know, ever since then, I've watched that movie probably once a year. And I've just, right. like, devoured everything that I can about it. And so I actually will try to, like, defend the second half of the movie to people yeah. because I think it's a, it's, it's really interesting and well done. Yeah, uh, but if you only watch it once, I don't think you're maybe going to appreciate it. And you're, it's such a stark contrast. So that's a very interesting comparison because um, I, I, I was curious to see what you were going to say to that answer, because obviously, you know, you know, hosting a football podcast, uh, you know, two of them, and EJ hosts two podcasts as well. You know, we, we talk about football a lot and, you know, we, we do talk about some of the other sides of things. We're more interested in the X's and O's, but obviously CTE is not something that we've spent a lot of time on um, talking about. And it's certainly something that goes through our mind as fans, because um, obviously we care about these people. We care about these players. We want them to be healthy. And, and so I'm curious in your research leading up to this, do you feel like the league has started to take this seriously and that you're seeing improvements in uh, concussion protocols, technology, maybe better helmets, things like that? Um, or 
and, and, and just the different mentality of the day, you know, uh, oh, tough guy, you know, stay in there, uh, you know, the head injury is not really an injury, get back in there, um, versus right. today where it's like, no, 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 we're taking this seriously, we're taking you out of the game, uh, we're taking you back in the locker room. Are you seeing, like, enough strides to where you feel comfortable that this is not going to happen to players with any sort of regularity into the future, or do you think we're it's just not going to happen? Uh, well, I might not be smart enough to answer that properly, but from what I can see, I mean, it, it looks as though on the surface they're making an effort with the tent and all that, but at the same time, you know, who knows what happens in a tent. It's just like they do the same test maybe and then and give you a shot and send you out. I have no, I, I honestly don't know. I can, <laughs> back to the Bills thing, I just remember Don Beebe uh, wow. would land on his head and then like, you know, six oh, games man. later he had that like toad from Mario Brothers helmet. Right, <laughs> yep. He had that bubble, and like I, I just remember that as a kid, that that really stuck out with me. And and maybe, maybe that's I don't know, maybe that's just something that's lingering. But I mean, it's I, I guess I don't know. I have a small amount of hypochondria, I, I suppose. So just just the the how much joy he brings people, and then the struggle that he has to go through every day that people either, like you said, it's just not on your mind. And when you do think about it, it's so abstract that you can't really wrap your head around it. And um that i mean just as a filmmaker and as a uh i don't know i don't know i just i just want to make this movie there's it's it's i just feel like it's something important to talk about um which i guess didn't answer your question but i guess i did and that's fine. You're not a medical doctor, it doesn't sound like. So um, yeah. I'll get your opinion on that. Uh, I learned animation growing up. I don't. I, <laughs> I, I was going to say that growing up, that Don Beebe helmet, I totally remember that. I'm, I'm a little younger than EJ, um, but uh, so, I, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to name the whole roster of the Bills or anything, but I remember Beebe having that helmet. And then I remember, like, you know, John Madden, you know, saying, well, you know, this, this, this helmet is going to help. Um, reduce the number of concussions that he has. And I'm like, well, then why doesn't everybody wear that helmet? Right. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like the black yeah. box of a plane thing, right? Like, maybe we should all be wearing better helmets then, right? And and right. so... It's uh, it's a pretty serious topic that I imagine that you, if you go very, very deep, there might be a certain amount of resistance. You know, that Will Smith movie had a whole bunch of uh, uh, chaos around it. And, um, and that's not to say I'm shying away from anything, but just, I mean, that's our intention to 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 talk about it as much as possible and i'm just i guess also interested to see how that's going to go for for this movie <laughs> sure with kizik hands free shoes motion sounds something like this kizik helps you experience the magic of motion with over 200 patents and easy on easy off technology you'll never have to touch your shoes again there are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. EJ, you were trying to get in. I think I cut you off. No, it's okay. I was just going to say, in terms of uh, the thing I'm probably most glad about is that you're as excited about it as you are about the concept about the way you can tell it about what you might find out because one thing that as as creators as content creators that i've found to be sort of universally true is when people get really excited about something when people sort of dig in and get their teeth into it and say no no i i have to do this like i just i want to do this more than i 
the results are usually really good. Those passion projects where you, like you said, you just feel compelled and you haven't been this excited to tell a story sort of yet in doing right. it is that tells me that I really want the result no matter what it is, no matter what frame it takes, no matter how the dichotomy goes, no matter what you can or can't get about concussions. I'm going to watch it because yeah, it's about a subject I'm interested in, but it's made by somebody who is just invested and that's where the best work comes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you. That's yeah, that's, that's definitely the intention. Um, it's just, that's, I just like to, like I said, I just sort of martyr myself on behalf of these people with, with, you know, uh, we, we, we put in the money ourselves and, um, it's just, it's, it's as soon as, it's like I said, it's so stupid, but as soon as I saw his name again, it just all flashed back. And I just had this like huge empathy for, for, for the story. And I'm just, I'm very happy to find out that he is who I hoped he is. Cause I've worked in this business for 20 years with, with all levels of, of famous people and there's not too many people like him, and uh, and I can't wait to get to know him better and uh, and and tell this story. I want to ask you about what do you know about his playing career? And as you've kind of gone back, and I'm sure you've probably watched him play, you know, maybe like YouTube clips or you know, small uh, NFL films or wherever you can kind of find him in action. What kind of sticks out to you as McMahon the player um, in terms of what he brought to the field? I mean, it's, it's sort of what we're talking to about the Bills with Josh with Josh Allen. It seems like he was just at any expense. Josh Allen sometimes is a little crazy with was just tossing it up in the air and hoping people get it. I never saw Jim do that so far, um, but just that headfirst attitude and and doing whatever it took to win the game, uh, just just for the camaraderie of the team and 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 for as much as you know, it, it was offense versus defense, and and again, all the stories everyone's heard a million times. It's just it's. At the end of the day, they just still all love each other and 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 you know killed each other for each other, um, right. and uh, yeah, it's just you know that that's that's easy to respond to um, when you see somebody giving the, you know 110 percent all the time. That's I, I don't know that makes you want to to do the same. I uh, the other podcast that I ran we started at this uh, this last summer is called Hallis to Mac, where we went through uh, Bears history by the decade. And so obviously the 80s episode was, you know, double-decker edition, right? A side A right. and a side B cassette tape, you know, it was really long. We cut it into two. When we were talking about McMahon, um, one of the things that really stuck out was just how smart he is. Right. And um, how he did not care what Dicka thought of him and would just go toe-to-toe with anybody. And the stories right. that came out uh, with him and – um, you know, meeting Papa Bear Hallis for the first time and, you know, how you're just like, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, his his multiple brushes with, with Dicka, whereas these other quarterbacks could never stand up to Dicka. Um, but I think that right. what people probably don't appreciate, they, I think they think maybe McMahon is this brash guy, is that he was a an inc- had an incredible football mind. And he was right. changing the plays in the huddle uh, for the better all the time. He had just a real feel for the game. And in a way, he was kind of um, – that's not the era. You know, the, the, the era there is, you know, the coach sends in the play and you just sort of do what the coach says. Uh, you know, 20 years earlier, you know, like Joe Namath, right? Like all those guys called their own plays. Johnny Unitas, right. those guys all called their own plays. And you almost wonder if he was in a, in some ways um, it, as a football mind if he was a little – 
behind, you know, he he could have come a little earlier, uh, but then that personality, he's almost kind of this modern day. Like he would he would be a rock star today. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I kind of jokingly say that I kind of jokingly this is a terrible comparison. I, it's not necessarily right, but I just sort of jokingly said to my producer Mallory that uh, it's like how Netflix got so crazy about the Tiger King. I'm like Jim McMahon is like the Bear King, but he's like he's a he's he's got a heart to him and a story and like you know what I mean. He's it's like it's not the same thing, but like when people first see the trailer, it's it's kind of that same thing. It's just so shocking and somebody being so over the top and. And crazy, and people attached to that, and obviously, as we all, the people that follow him or, or know his story, it's like you you know what he is and and what he meant to everybody, and um, and I just think he's yeah. There's there couldn't be a better documentary in my mind. I I was shocked that somebody, I thought for sure he was going to say Steven Spielberg or somebody was already like, go away, <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> but I guess I got him on, on the right uh, right strain that night. <laughs> Yeah. Well, all right. So, okay. So I've done quite a bit of like digging into history. And so for me, if I I can go backwards and say, you know, McMahon sort of occupies this space with like a, like a Bobby Lane, who is like this legendary partier (laughs) and really good on the field. And then to me, like Namath really sticks out, you know, he was, he's just this very unique personality and, you know, took over this big city and won a Super Bowl, you know, so t- to me, those, those are really similar. I'm, and, but we've kind of come, you know, since McMahon's left, uh, you know, the, the, you've got like Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady and they're really boring, right? Like right. <laughs> maybe they really are interesting, but like they've been taught by PR people, you know, to just, you know, be the ultimate, presence when you're in front of a camera and say the right things all the time and never you know never step out of line and i just i don't know if there is a modern comparison to jim mcmahon i'm curious ej does anybody stick out to you or cj do you have i can only think of baker Baker mayfield yeah but i mean he doesn't have the success or anything first name that came to mind but i i almost feel bad saying it um because again having lived through McMahon um, as the Bears quarterback and and seeing that firsthand and the sort of sensation that that was uh, completely culturally, um, you know, in Chicago and nationally, especially the Super Bowl year and and lead up, the the Bears were good, very good in a three-year stretch there from 84 to 86. And they, they were just kings because, you know, Chicago was such a huge sports city and McMahon was so incredibly sort of ahead in that curve of being outspoken baker mayfield is like minimally outspoken compared to that and an incredibly watered down version of like the level that mcmahon had um but he is athletic and and you would think of him now especially compared to the people you mentioned peyton and tom brady as as being you know brash but if you compare baker mayfield brash to jim mcmahon brash it's 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 a shadow of the former, right? Yeah, it's not, absolutely. it's not even close. So it's like almost, that's the closest thing we have. But the other thing you're seeing, especially from Baker at the beginning of this year, because he had limited success last year was so far. I don't know if you've noticed, but all the quotes out of, um, train bears training camp are, our Brown's training camp are, are very much like down the middle. Baker Mayfield is, is very much yep. team guying it. And, you know, no, and, and, humble this and humility that and so he's even sort of moved away from that that mild version of of wild um to be again more like peyton and tom brady 
and 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 everybody else. And I don't I don't know. Again, we, we don't get to see behind those doors to see why that is. If that's a change of heart, or if that's you know Andrew Barry coming knocking on his door and saying, "Hey, you want to keep being the quarterback of the team? This is the way it's going to go." Um, but yeah, it was nobody... tragic. It was tragic watching those commercials the second half of the season of him like oh, sweeping up yeah. the empty arena. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, art, yeah. art actually creates life, doesn't it? No. And they ran it all through the playoffs too. He's just sitting there up there, like bossing people around and stuff. Yeah. It's just like, oh man. It, yeah, it was not a pleasant experience. You're correct. It'd be like uh, the Super Bowl shuffle, if they didn't go there, they would have kept playing that. <laughs> but like all through the playoffs, I'm like what do you? Oh. Yeah, it would be a sad memory for sure. But no, nobody really stands out in today's game as. I mean, honestly, closer is a different position, right? Wide receivers, right? Wide mm, receivers are, are probably the the most uh, diva ish or, or, or corners, corners, you know. Yeah. You know, Jalen Ramsey, yeah. uh, again, in, in his Jacksonville days and the occasional pass rusher. I mean, again, we talk a lot about McMahon having a sort of defensive mentality on the offense, but I don't I just don't think there's anybody at quarterback. Um, you know, uh, so, the closest I can think of that's that's hit league lately is actually um, this year's draft. Cole McDonald from Hawaii, who is not the same type of. Cole um, showman, but he's like a, he's he's a free spirit, right? He's, All right, <laughs> he definitely marches to his own to his own drummer, and um, but even again coming into the league, right? He he cut his dreads off. He he definitely hit the combine with that sort of team first leader image, um, and I, I think the you know the machine's just gotten a lot bigger, and I don't know that it would tolerate. Uh, I I can't see you know Roger Goodell like being chummy with and and Rizal mm. wasn't chummy with McMahon that's a very classic there was, yeah, you there know was tension right yeah very classic bit of friction and conflict with the headband and everything else but um I just don't think the tolerance is probably there for a personality like McMahon to be as brash and sort of sticking his finger right in the middle of the league's pie and saying what are you going to do about it um yeah I think Mahomes is the closest thing you because he's he had the swagger and obviously not the same degree but but I don't know the after the way he throws across the body. I don't know. It's it, that's the only. Yeah, and no, again, I that's not the, the same personality either. But yeah, he, to he's your point, it just, it's not there. <laughs> yeah, the the whole package I think is is the thing that really makes uh, JB. You said unique right. earlier, and uh, might not be unique in league history, but in in sort of in modern league. Yeah, in the era. Yeah, I would agree. I I just don't see anybody at that position the most important position in sports and that may be the other thing is is the focus now of if you don't have a good quarterback you're not winning in the nfl period like that has become the game so teams need that position to be things both on and off the field and i just don't know if there's a tolerance for the size of a player uh in terms of the whole persona the swagger the ability that there was well, I, I was going to say there's a couple people that I that they're younger and we don't know enough about them yet, and, and it's tough to compare skill level for sure. But um, the swagger, you know, reminds me of Gardner Menchu, uh, just kind of this unique personality. But he's in a small market, and then uh, you have Joe Burrow, which we know nothing about except for that cool picture with him smoking a cigar after winning the NCAA championship with LSU. That's it. That's all I can come up with. 
All right, so CJ, any last uh, kind of overarching ideas or goals that you have going into this project, and we'll let you go work on it. Oh, wow. Uh, let's get Jim and Oscar. Okay, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> let's try to get Jim and Oscar with the rings and, and everything else. That That's not a horrible ambition. And then if you don't get all the way there, you got really close, and that means a bunch of awesome things happen too. Um where uh, the part of the the movie is 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 about you know Jeremy Renix and his uh, foundation and and uh, raising a bit of awareness about what they're up to and um, so uh, like I said I've I'm probably a broken record at this point but uh, anything that I can do with my film abilities to tell his story and uh, for him um, I, I I'm I cannot wait to do. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. We're going to circle back to the beers. We always do that. But, I mean, PBR and Coors Light, I mean, did it reach expectations for you guys? Uh, I mean, the first two sips are, are it is what it is. But, um, you know, I'm I'm at three quarters in at this point. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah, you might have to go I, get I'm another I'm loving one. it. Yeah, yeah it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, I'm uh, loving it I now. think PBR, uh, one of my favorite things about PBR is that uh, indeed it is what it is. You know what it is. It's incredibly consistent. It may not be your absolute favorite, but on a, on a hot summer day, it delivers. And, you know, hey, wrapped in a bear's koozie, that's, that's just icing on top of the cupcake. So how was your peanut butter monkey whatever it was? Yep, purple monkey dishwater, which, again, uh, A-plus name, B-plus beer. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll take a B plus. It's fine. Not There's nothing wrong with it. Um, but in the category of chocolate peanut butter porters and chocolate peanut butter stouts, I generally think that the stout does better because it's able to carry both those chocolate and peanut butter flavors because it's got more malt, and so you can pack more of a punch. Whereas a porter's, you know, it's a little lighter, and you know, those are heavy flavors, and I think you want to like really experience them if they're going to be on the label. So, um, yeah. You know, that, I that wouldn't is buy a, a six crazy pack. thin slice of of beer niche right there. <laughs> In the yeah, no, they're, they're beers. I get it. Category, which to me seems like you know, uh, I, point something. I'm sorry, but I brought like five of them on the podcast, and I, I think I drink like seven. Trust you know, at me. least seven more in addition to that. So uh, I, I would like I would like to consider myself a subject matter expert. I. In this I particular think you've field. earned that medal, and in fact, if I can find a medal that says so, I will buy it for you because you're correct. You you have uh, done more to expose that particular subgenre of beer uh, to our listeners than than most people could hope. <laughs> and with all due respect to a hopeful future sponsor, Coors Light, uh, I believe PBR win, wins the graphic design game too. Like their label, I haven't oh, seen yeah. Purple Monkey Dishwasher, but I can't imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> that it's any more classy than PBR's, uh, you know, they take themselves very seriously on that label. Hey, they got the blue ribbon for a reason. doesn't mm-hmm. matter that it was a century ago. They got the blue ribbon <laughs> for a reason. Um, yeah, just no, when, hey, flags fly forever. That's the important thing. Uh, CJ, I just <laughs> want to say thank you again. And, you know, once you get to work, uh, you said production starting here really soon. Once you're all wrapped up, we'd love to have you back on and hear about the project and hear about some of the stories um, as you get ready to release this thing. And we'll do everything we can to get the word out uh, to our listeners uh, to, to watch this thing. Thank you, guys. Anything, anytime. EJ, you want to get us out of here? Absolutely. Huge thanks to 
DJ for giving us some time today for sharing this project with us. Um, hopefully, again, like JB said, we'll get him back after the project, hear about some of the fun stories and, and maybe uh, mishaps along the way that are always part of any project and make it interesting. Um, but until then, you can find our work on Windy City Gridiron. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Gridironborn. You can follow me at the Draftsman FB, as in football. Uh, and until then, there's lots of camp news rolling in from all over the league. We will get back to more straight football pretty soon uh probably coming to you about weekly although the cadence is not exact so follow us on twitter to figure that out and uh, we will talk to you soon until then bear down